The Bill Myers Show podcast is sponsored by Clouser Drilling. They've been leading the way in Southern Oregon well drilling for over 50 years. Find out more about them at clouserdrilling.com. He's realized uh, I forgot to do the legal ID. So this is KMED, KMED, HD1, Eagle Point, Medford, KCMD, Grants Pass. Whew. Don't want uh, the feds coming to take me away. Ha ha. Okay. All right. It is open phones on Conspiracy Theory Thursday, which is a very dangerous time. But uh, I enjoy noodling around on any kind of topic which is on your mind. But given the fact that I was talking about uh, woke medicine with uh, this gentleman from Do No Harm Medicine, I'm just I'm just going to say, hey, I'm just going to put it on the line there. Do you feel more comfortable with a doctor and or nurse or, or nursing people that uh, show up and help you out that are the same race as you are? Is there something to be said there? Or is that something that never entered your mind? Or is there somewhere in between? And I just wanted to ask for the, the truth, at least, you know, your opinion about this, okay? And it's something I'd love to uh, f- find out more from you, if, if there's something to this, because... You know, the uh, the wokesters in the medical world are trying to uh, get everybody to go down that line. All right. Crazy Gene's here. Gene, haven't talked to you for a few days. Good to hear from you. What's on your mind? Well, I was going to call up and say I've heard rumors that there's either going to be a debt, uh, a complete debt jubilee and mm-hmm. get rid of all outstanding debt, or there's going to be a complete confiscation of all private uh, pension plans. Mm. I am going to place bets on the latter rather than the former. <laughs> if there was ever, <laughs> yeah. if there was going to be, you know, and all you have to do though is that if anybody's ever trying to tell you though that you will own nothing but you will be happy, remember it's usually coming from the people who are going to then own everything if they gather their way. You know, and oh, they're the ones that profit. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah exactly. Right. Uh, by the way, I just remind you that the the uh, the Davos people are actually in session right now. They're over, you know, in Davos at their very, very high really? island, looking down on the rest of humanity <laughs> as they uh, enjoy shrimp and meat and various other things. And think, how can we get them? To, how can we get Crazy Gene in White City to eat the bugs? Uh, could we? Could, <laughs> could, 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 could we have? Could we have a meal worm sandwich over at the various restaurants in Southern Oregon? Yes, I'm certain. Let's pull some strings and make it happen, Hans. You know yeah. that kind of thing. Well, hmm. well, you know the shrimp kind of looks like an insect. Aren't they kind of related? Uh, you know, evolutionary uh, to uh, to cockroaches? I think aren't they? Well, they might be, yeah. They're just, they just go swimming, and the other one just stay out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, anyway, you be well, okay? You take care. Okay, I, I got something else to say here. Oh, it's, uh, oh, okay. When you're going to hell, why worry about what they're serving for breakfast in heaven? <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, I'm going to consult my pillow on that. Thanks for the call, Gene. Thank you. Bye-bye. Let me go to uh, the next line. Hi, KMED, KCMD. Open phones on Conspiracy Theory Thursday. Be afraid. Be very afraid. Who's this? Hey, good morning, Bill. Uh, Sherm. Hi, Sherm. How are I, you? Uh, hey, very good. I attended the meeting with Jeff Golden last night in Ashland. I'm glad you did. Uh, Lucretia told me he was she was going to go see uh, Jeff Golden, too, at that. And, and did any good questions get asked? What do you think? Give us a report. Well, 90%, of course, covered taxes. Oh. But obviously, he, he did address the 110 issue, and, of course, he supports keeping 110 right where it is, and rehabilitation and supporting these programs for helping the people who are drug addicts. All right. In other words, uh, Senator Golden really is not looking to fix much of anything, from what I'm hearing. No. By the way, I've known Jeff since his talk radio days at Cope Radio when I was there for five years working in advertising. Hmm. But anyway, I've known Jeff a long time. 
Hmm. And uh, so the 110 measure, but what he wants to substitute or add to it is interesting, too. What's but that? What did interest me when I got there early, we started help. I helped set up chairs and things. And I thought, well, there'd only be, you know, a few people at the meeting. Turned out there were 75 people or so. Quite a few. Yeah, much bigger than the Medford meeting. Interesting. Now, this was in Ashland, though. That's more of his people, you know, when it comes right down to it. Senator Jeff Golden is essentially a senator for South Jackson County, really, even though he's my senator, too. Oh, I can okay, understand so that. What, so what he wants to do is he's going to propose a law that makes it illegal for public drug use. Okay, those people will be punished if they use drugs in public. Hmm. Okay. All right. Oh I, you know, is, I've I've heard about yeah. you know people, other people wanting to uh, propose that, but um, well, I guess this is same uh, under the same law uh, that uh, you know you can't have public drunkenness, you know that kind of thing, right? Exactly. How are you going to enforce all this garbage when we got needles down in Hawthorne Park and all these other places? They can't enforce any of the other stuff. How are they going to prosecute people for public drug use? Doesn't make sense to me. No sense at all. And what would the definition of that? Would it be we is it is it when uh, Melissa Jones shows up from Stabbing Wagon and hands the uh, the needles to the drug addicted homeless there? Is it when they take you know, would that not be considered essentially evidence of public drug use? Yeah. Well, yeah. So are they going to poke themselves out in public or just go in behind a building and poke themselves? What? It's just insane. Now, what? Now, does with the law, did he explain that the law might say that if you are high while in public, that would be a crime? Could that, is that, did he mention no. anything like that or just public drug use you have to be in public and you're shooting up or snorting or apparently smoking it's it it's only using drugs in public just using it proposing. okay oh my god now how would that solve much of anything i don't know maybe somebody can explain it to me i i have no idea mm-hmm. but he doesn't want to repeal measure 110 which oh, was flawed absolutely. right from the beginning and yeah all and right. I'm going to tell you, by the way, in education, you force people sometime into treatment. These guys aren't going to just voluntarily walk in the door. And I can tell you that we took people right out of the juvenile hall, brought them back into school. I took them on my trips all over Puget Sound. I'm telling you, when they, we had to get them in the door, and then we can help them. Mm-hmm. But the fact is, they were many of them were threatened with being in a juvenile home, et cetera, hall, et cetera, before they'd walk in the door. Without pressure, how are they going to do it? Yeah, without some without some sort of stick, and they're not going to go into drug treatment. That's just it. That's exactly. the problem. All right. So how about this one? How about, how about this one? Why don't we take uh, the Texas approach to illegal immigration to the drug world, in which um, every state senator who advocates keeping Measure 110 ends up getting drug-addicted, raving people shipped to their their area? How about that? What do you think that about that? good to me. Okay. There's got to be something better. I, yeah, I, but, I, you know, you, you basically have uh, everybody, oh, oh, you're drug addicted? Okay, great. We're going to ship you over to Ashland because, uh, you know, Senator Golden thinks that this is, you know, that, you know, wouldn't want to do anything to uh, to force you to do anything that's, uh, that you don't want to do. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, he doesn't want it on the record, but, you know, the point he makes, one of the big points. But, my gosh, when you go to court, obviously, if it's a first offense, they get off easy to begin with. and 
they can expunge that from the record, and they probably do 90% of the time, mm-hmm. you know. And so that, I don't get that point at all. Yeah, but, the, you know, the diversion, the, the, the diversion program that we'd have in the courts was actually quite successful at, you know, okay, you can go to jail or you can, you know, or else you're forced to go into treatment. And unless you're forced yeah, to go, you know, unless I, you're forced to go into treatment, nothing changes. You know, that's all. Right. Diver, oh. Diversion works. You know, there's an option, a positive option. If they mm-hmm. take that option, you can rehabilitate them and help them build a better future. All right. Thank you very much, Sherm. It's uh, 18 after 7. Seven seven zero five six three three. Open phones, Conspiracy Theory Thursday, and we'll talk with some more here in a couple. This hour of The Bill Meyer Show is proudly sponsored by Phoenix Auto Center Tire Pros on Main Street in Phoenix. If your garage or overhead shop door needs service or repair, please consider American Industrial Door. They have experienced and professional technicians with a fleet of trucks that can repair and service any door or opener. And if you need advice or just have a question about your door, just give them a call or stop by either showroom. They've been your garage door experts in Southern Oregon for nearly 40 years. American Industrial Door on Crater Lake Avenue, north of Vilas Road, and on Union Avenue in Grants Pass. Snow. It's beautiful to look at, but not so good for your car. Oh, no, she needs to... Stop! Are you all right? I think so, but the car, how bad is it? It's going to need some body work. Sorry. Hey, don't worry, we got someone for that. Winter can be rough on vehicles and drivers. Lithia Body and Paint is your go-to when you want your car looking like new again. Service, speed, accuracy, that's Lithia Body and Paint on Bullock Road in Medford. Is your business or personal tax return under IRS audit? Tell the IRS, First Response Resolution has got it. First Response Resolution in Eagle Point, your local tax resolution experts. Visit firstresponseirs.com and talk to Zach in Eagle Point. He'll defend your rights as a taxpayer. Did you know that the average public university student borrows $32,880 for their bachelor's degree? Many borrowers list student debt as the main barrier to buying a home, starting a business, or even retiring from their jobs. Are student loans keeping you from other goals? Between different payment plans, types of cancellation, and tax implications, we know that student debt can be confusing. Don't let that confusion keep you from addressing your debt. Our website offers resources, including frequently asked questions, links to other sites, and tips for avoiding scams. The site is updated by the Student Loan Ombuds, who also receives and attempts to resolve complaints about servicers or other issues with student loans. Take control of your financial future by addressing your student debt today. Visit the Division of Financial Regulations Student Loan Help Site at dfr.oregon.gov or call the Student Loan Ombuds at 888-877-4894. This message brought to you by the Oregon Division of Financial Regulation, the Oregon Association of Broadcasters, and this station. Hey, it's Lars here with my trusted friend in the real estate market, Jared Hokanson with Hokanson Realty. If I were listing today, what advice would you give me, Jared? Lars, that is a fantastic question. Thanks for asking. For my clients that are listing today, one of the key things that I'm telling them is, hey, we're not in the same market that we were in within the last year or two. With the rise in interest rates and what's been going on with the feds and things like that, it's changing the market. And so it's more important than ever to make sure that they hire a company and a real estate agent that knows how to adapt to the changing market. And that's exactly what we're doing for our clients in order to get them top dollar. And we give advice on what it takes to do that. And then we put our marketing machine to work to maximize the amount of money that they can get for the sale of their property as well. 
Thanks, Jared. Call Jared Hokanson today at 541-772-SOLD, 541-772-SOLD, or go online to 541-772-SOLD.com and start packing. This is The Bill Myers Show on 106.3 KMET and 99.3 KCMD. Before we get to the open phones here on Conspiracy Theory Thursday, little uh, a bit of karmic news. I was reading yesterday that uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, yes, the Terminator, uh, was um, actually detained at an airport in Germany. It was uh, three hours plus something in that neighborhood. And I guess it had to do with taxes. And it was, he was there for an event. And he was wearing this really expensive watch. And he was going to donate it to charity, but I guess he didn't declare it on the tax forms. And and I couldn't help but remember, you know, so Arnold was detained, right? And he was the same guy that back in COVID time was saying, screw your freedom. Remember that? There was a part of me that was thinking, God, you know, maybe they could have kept him in uh, detention for maybe a, a day or two, you know, just to say, this is what happens when you screw your freedom, Arnold, you know? All right, uh, let me go to the phones. It's uh, wild time here on Conspiracy Theory Thursday. Let me go first to Alan. Hello, Alan. How you doing? Fire away. What's going on? Hey there. Just This isn't really a conspiracy. This was something that was sent out by OBI, which is Oregon Business Industries, yesterday, that the Oregon legislature, the Democrats, are going to be crafting uh, a bill to be able to impose property taxes in the entire state of Oregon. An entire state prop. Wow. So this would be on top of the of the uh, the rent you have to pay your local governments and such in the schools. Right. On top of that. Hmm. From what I read, what I read uh, from it, it looks like it would supersede and repeal all the tax uh, caps that we've had mm-hmm. from 1990. Uh, I think there was one in 2005 that limited to 5%. It would take away all that uh, power from the counties and put it in the state legislature's hands. So they would be able to tax us at will and change it every year. Um, I think there was something written in there to about Tina Kotex wanting to do uh, more affordable housing. Oh, okay. It's gonna be, so, yeah. so your unaffordable house gets taxed because uh, you have housing privilege, uh, so that you can. Uh, okay, yeah. Oh, Bingo. oh, yeah. N- yeah nothing. <laughs> it, what, what could go wrong on such a scheme here, Alan? Thanks for oh, the update. Not I, a thing. I had read something like that about that too. Uh, let me go next to uh, Josephine County Commissioner Berchiger, who is also a former state senator. Uh, he, what, what do you think about them apples there, Herman? Huh? They, they never can have enough money. To- isn't that something? Yeah. I've always said it's nice people doing good things with other people's money. Yikes. All right. Uh, there was something else you were calling about, though, and what was that? And, and by the way, you told me that, uh, well, Dutch Bros is leaving. At least 40% of Dutch Bros leaves Grants Pass, and they're going to uh, Arizona. I was wondering if it had anything to do with the uh, cat, the uh, corporate activity tax. What do you think about that? Well, hmm? I think it's all of it. I says Oregon's not a friendly state to do business in. Uh-huh. And I, I think that Travis Gorsma recognizes that. And I think his board of directors and CEO recognize that. And the markets are much bigger. Oregon is only, you know, 4.3 million people. And they get into Arizona, Texas. They're going all over the back. Yeah, I mean, how, much, how, how many overpriced coffee drinks are we going to buy, right? Right. Yeah. No, that's it's the truth. So okay. it's, 
it's been a good start here in Oregon, but you know, um, the uh, the market is better elsewhere, and so it just makes sense. And then you throw on top, you know, him getting screwed over by the, you know, by the Governor Brown uh, over the flying lark. You know, I was only half kidding. I, I think I'm only half kidding with this, that if he had bought the right politicians, he probably could have made that happen. What do you think? Um, I don't know. He can't. He couldn't buy the right politicians because Darn the tribes have that much control. Oh, okay. So, so you have one mob, one political mob against another political mob. Okay, all right. So, so if you go down the, if you don't go down the, I call it the control order mm-hmm. in Oregon. It's the unions. Okay. So that 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 would have worked. Now, if Travis had bought SEIU, you know, if he had uh, taken yeah. some of his billions and just bought the union, then he would have been able well, to get his way, right? It's it's not billions, but anyways. Okay. Um, but so it starts at. <laughs> It starts at it starts at the unions, then it's the trial attorneys, the environmentalists, and the tribes. It's in that order. Okay. That's who controls the state of Oregon. That, that that's the order of corrupt influence, right? The order. Absolutely. Okay. There's, there's no question about it. All right, so, great. Now what I wanted to talk about in Josephine County, you know, the us as county commissioners passed a an ordinance. We took our, uh, you know, being drunk in public ordinance, and we added a long list of drugs mm-hmm. and uh, to try to help this. The city of Grants Pass opt-outed of that ordinance, which, so it's only enforced in the county. It's not enforced in the city. That's, that's kind of strange. Um, but anyways, the bottom line is, Bill, when you talk to the judges, when you talk to the DAs and everything, there is... There's no hammer for making these people accountable anymore. And that's why Measure 110 doesn't need to be reformed. It needs repealed for that reason. That's the way I look at it. They go in there and and you say, okay, that's a $300 fine. Well, you can't get blood out of a rock. So, you know, it's just useless. Then they, you know, then it's, you know, contempt of court. That's another $300 fine. And oh, it's contempt of court again. It's another $300. So none of that works. And the homeless situation, you have people that are addicts. Some of them are going to respond to treatment. Some of them aren't. You've got some mental illness out there. Some of those people are going to respond to, to therapy. Some of them aren't. But at the end of the day, as a society, I don't care if you have mental illness. I don't care if you have a drug addiction. I don't care if you're, bad, you're down on your luck. You still need to be accounted, accountable for your actions and measure 110 as currently construed doesn't doesn't make people accountable that's all you yeah. know and that's the problem and and until that is until a solution to make people accountable for their actions this is what you're going to have all right Herman, appreciate the report thanks for the call all right let me go to uh dp patrick hey patrick fire away deplorable patrick at your service bill hey i want to Clear up one conspiracy before I get to my main concern here, my main topic. Okay. And that guy, the, the fellow with the uh, the dogs that start barking when the when he comes on the when on the show. Yeah. Those are liberal chihuahuas that are trying to disrupt the show and to try and figure out a way to bite your heels. Ah, okay. I'll keep that in mind. All right. That's all that is. Well, I know that uh, so, any anytime Linda is on the phone with someone, the cat, you know, her cat Chester goes nuts because it's like she's not paying attention to him. 
I think that's what's going on with Joel's dogs. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how many he has, but he's got a team of them there. Yeah. Maybe it's a Chihuahua dog sled team. Could be, something. could be at the Iron Gate. What's the other story? Go ahead. See, I I just want to uh, Jeff Golden. I I've not been on his uh, team for like decades. Uh, did, is, do we depend upon him at all to repeal Measure One Ten? I don't know how that process would best work. What would mm. we don't need him to be on our side to do that? Uh, well, given the fact that uh, people like him control the legislature, yeah, it would take persuading him to a certain extent. There aren't enough uh, sensible votes to override the insensible or unsensitive, unsensible. What is it? Uh, nonsensible, uh, Jeff Golden. You have to have sensible you know, votes, enough sensible votes to overcome the nonsensible Jeff Golden types in the uh, state legislature. That's why Measure 110 probably can't get repealed. So a citizen's uh, petition ballot measure would not be the way to go, I guess. Huh? Oh, oh, it could be. Oh, it certainly could be. You know, it, it certainly could, except that there are enough nonsensical Jeff Golden type people in this uh, state. Now, assuming that the uh, that the elections are legit too, I mean, we don't know. Uh, but uh, you know, you know, there's uh, all, all sorts of uh, challenges involved there. But there are uh, there are and they're generally nice people, but they have no concept that you know people do have to be held responsible for something, and sometimes that means being mean. I guess. I appreciate the call there, Patrick. Let me go to Jeff and Selma. Jeff, you have a report on the DMV you wanted to talk about or something going oh, yeah. on. Two weeks ago on uh, mm-hmm. Kevin on Your Shoe Tuesday, I told you I had a boulder in my boot. Well, now I got rocks in my socks. Okay. So What's I, that? I had to go down this the one of the tentacles of this uh, centipus of the DMV. and now, I, now, the DMV shut down in Cape Junction. You were calling and complaining about that, right? Yeah, and I started my search off on finding out about those kiosks, and I got completely sidetracked because I, I had said that uh, somebody had told me that prior to 2010, voters had to approve DMV fee increases. Hmm. Well, I found out that was not true. Yeah, there was there was a citizen initiated um, petition in 2010 to make it a law to where they had to get voter approval. And that probably did not make it to the ballot, right? Did not make it to the ballot. Yeah. And they tried it again in 2012 and in 2020. But in 2010, there was also a petition to get the uh, ODOT to pay for, or DM, you know, yeah, ODOT, Highway Department, to pay for public transportation. And mm-hmm. that um, petition was created by Three men who all used the same address in Portland it was Bob Stacy and Garrett Karansky and um, Eric Station. Now, Bob Stacy was uh, he led the planning for TriMet on the yellow, Max Yellow, and the Red Lines, and he was a uh, environmentalist mm-hmm. starting back in 1970. Worked under. Uh, uh, Governor McCall. Yeah. Now, I'm not really surprised about any of this, but that it's all connected. But where is your ultimate conclusion, you think, on this, Jeff? Help us, uh, you know, draw well, us eventually, out. Eventually, they did and uh, get to where ODOT has to spend their money for public transportation, mm-hmm. which I definitely oppose. Is public uh, transportation not transportation, though? What's that? Is not tra- public transportation also transportation? Or not. Well, when you when you go back and you look at the the constitutional 
um, the, lo- the ORS on this thing. Money from fees from the DMV can only be spent on highway projects. Oh, okay. So we're talking about money that would normally go to help. Uh, yeah, we have seen the deterioration of money not uh, going to highway projects anymore. It has to go to, what, uh, public transportation and or uh, bike lanes, uh, which transport very few people by uh, comparison, or uh, trails and walkways, things like that, Funny right? you should mention bike lanes because mm-hmm. Gary Kar- Garrett Kransky was a member of the Street Trust, mm-hmm. also known as the Bicycle Transportation Alliance. So now he's at the Oregon uh, uh, DEQ. And another one of the Street Trust executives is now working for the o- uh, Oregon Department of Transportation. Okay. And then Eric Stanchin, uh, he has a uh, uh, organization called Left Coast Media. And he uh, he does video production, web content, social media strategy, media relations, legislative strategy, and community outreach and coalition building. Hmm. So those are the three that tried to get this through back in 2010. Well, eventually, like I said, they got it through. Now, the Department of Administrative Services and Procurement is the one who determines how much can be spent on what, right? They have to give the final approval to any agency except the Oregon Lottery, the Judicial Department, and the Department of Transportation. So then you go down that rabbit hole and you find you can go to a website. You can show that will show you the POs and how much they spent during the biennium, right? Three of the POs, totaling $4.3 million, went to Travel Oregon, which is the Oregon Tourism Commission doing business as Travel Oregon. What does that so have to do with the transportation awarded... system? What's that? What does that have to do with the transportation department? Good question, Bill. So they awarded, and uh, Travel Oregon, in turn, awarded $3.6 million in grants to fund accessible and inclusive tourism projects across the state. Oh, okay, so this way we can have, uh, you know, uh, freaks of nature come for a free abortion, right? Well, I, you know, I don't know how far they're involved in that, and then another Well, well you have to wonder, you know, when you're talking about inclusive uh, tourism, right? You know. (laughs) Obviously, we have to have, uh, you know, pregnant men coming here for abortions at at state expense. That would be inclusive travel, according to... You know, that's one thing I just don't have a problem with, Bill. Okay, all right. (laughs) Another 4.1 million went to the University of Maryland. What? Why? Why are we giving 4.1 million to the University of Maryland? And and my and the other one is only sixty six thousand dollars, but it's to Sun River Resort. Well, but Odop is sending all, money to Sun River for it's pretty wealthy community. Sixty six thousand dollars. I mean, uh, the only thing you got there is uh, places to go have fun, right? Oh, oh, so, uh, oh, oh! It could be. Oh, this is where they go and they uh, plan the takeover of the world. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Okay, it's, it's right. the Davos of Oregon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, Sun River would be it could be arguably uh, considered a Davos of Oregon. I, I don't know. They're uh, they're not pro- they're not promoting eating meal worm sandwiches yet, but I imagine that'll be the next uh, meeting that we hear uh, from well, there's them. There's a reason they call them meal worms. Uh, okay, yeah, exactly. Now um, I, I'm running out of, uh, short on time right now. Is there any way to excise this kind of cancer from the system? In your view, what you've talked about, which is you know. Well, in, in, in other words, it's legitimate corruption. It's legit, but it's corrupt, really. Well, the, I, I haven't made it to the end of this tentacle yet, but I did go to the uh, – in 2014, there was an audit and done by a man who I admired and respected greatly, and that was 
uh, Dennis Richardson, mm-hmm. which, you know, unfortunately, uh, he's no longer with us. But they made – they said there was a lot of things wrong in the Department of Transportation expenditures, but nothing was ever done about it. So now they're telling us they raised the fees because there's such a shortfall in the funds to take care of our highways. Because we're sending money to University of Maryland and sending money to uh, Sun River and, and various other things. And so no no highways for you. And, okay. and public transportation. Uh-huh. All right. Jeff, keep going down this rabbit hole and – Maybe give it to us in bite-sized pieces so that we continue to be ex- educated. But, uh, you know, you should write a paper on this. And I'm dead serious. Write a paper. Well, that's, this is as far as I've I've gotten. Okay. Well, uh, keep it up. I've exhausted my notes for today. Okay. Well, uh, make some more notes and we'll bring you back on. It'll be, uh, uh, you know, news from the Oregon Swamp from Jeff and Selma. Okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Bill. All right. 739 KMED KCMD. Brad Bennington joins me. We're going to talk about uh, rocks, rocks and rock quarries. And people you know, over at Road Valley Times really upset about uh, some of that sort of stuff. And and Brad is telling me they do not have the story right. What? Liberal journalists in Southern Oregon don't have the right story? I, I'm kind of shocked when I hear this, but I, I'm going to let Brad speak his piece coming up. Oregon Truck and Auto Authority is your Linex bedliner source. Linex is the number one rated spray-on bedliner in the world, backed with a nationwide lifetime warranty. Don't just protect it, Linex it. Oregon Truck and Auto Authority, your one-stop accessory and protection shop. Choosing a company to drill your well is a major decision. You have a lot to consider. Experience, reputation, equipment, price, and most importantly, the finished project. Clouser Drilling stands behind their work and guarantees materials and workmanship. Quality and integrity has helped Clouser Drilling grow to be one of the largest drilling companies in the state. They provide the best overall value and make sure the job is done right. Competent and capable. That's Clouser Drilling. Call today for a free written estimate. 476-7795. Visit ClauserDrilling.com. KMED, KCMD News, sponsored by Millette Construction, specializing in foundation repair and replacement. Get on solid ground by visiting MilletConstruction.com. Good morning, I'm Marcus Villa with your NBC5 morning news update. Charter Spectrum reported two outages in the Medford area over a 48-hour span, but says the two were unrelated. Tuesday's outage was due to severe weather conditions affecting service to Medford and the surrounding areas. There was a delay in getting internet restored Tuesday morning because power companies are always given first priority access to repair lines that suffered weather-related damage before internet companies can go in to start repairs. But as for the outage that started Tuesday night and ran into Wednesday morning, Spectrum says, quote, Our fiber lines were cut earlier as a result of vandalism, impacting services for Spectrum customers in the Medford area. Our technicians responded right away, and we are currently making the necessary repairs to restore services as soon as possible, end quote. The American Red Cross is experiencing a national blood shortage and needs the community's help. According to Red Cross, it has seen a 40% drop in blood donations over the past 20 years. As a way to encourage people to donate, the Red Cross is partnering with the NFL and offering donors a chance to win a trip to, for two to Super Bowl 58 next month in Las Vegas. Anyone who donates in the month of January will automatically be entered in the drawing. Medford has several upcoming drives, so head to our website, kobi5.com, for details on times and locations. That's a look at your morning headlines. For MC5 News, I'm Marcus Veal. Have a fabulous day.
This hour of the Bill Meyer Show is proudly sponsored by Phoenix Auto Center Tire Pros and Full Service Auto Repair. Hi, it's Jason at Phoenix Auto Center Tire Pros. If you're wondering about the condition of your tires, stop in and we'll check your tread level and give you an honest assessment on wear and ability to navigate icy, slick roads. And if you need new tires, Phoenix Auto Center has a great selection of top brands like General, Hercules, Cooper, Falcon, Mastercraft, BF Goodrich, and more. For the best tire prices and service, see your local, family-owned Phoenix Auto Center Tire Pros on Main in Phoenix. Millette Construction has been a general contractor for 40 years. For the last 20 years, they've specialized in foundation repair and replacement. If you have sloping floors, cracks in walls, and windows and doors that are hard to open, you have a foundation problem that's only getting worse. At Millette Construction, they not only fix your foundation and level your house, they solve the water problem that's causing the damage. Get on solid ground. Call Millette Construction for a free estimate. Visit MilletConstruction.com. CCB number 32787. One of each sold in 2244824 MSRP 21615-3500 due. Sportage VIN 69157 MSRP 3390. 4399 due. 10K miles per year. Zero security deposit. All incentives and discounts to dealer. Plus tax title license. 150 registration processing fee. Trading in a vehicle will not eliminate your debt. Negative equity applied to new loan balance. Ends 13124. With brand new Kias starting at 159 a month, it's time to get more in 24 at Kia Medford. More savings. More selection. More for your trade. Rush in now. Get a new 2024 Kia Soul LX automatic. Just one. 59 a month lease for a new 2024 Kia Sportage LX all-wheel drive. Only $199 a month lease, both for 24 months. Ready to get out of your current lease or loan? Once we make a deal, we'll pay off your trade no matter how much you owe. Need credit? Go to KiaMedford.com to get pre-approved in less than 30 seconds with no effect on your credit score. Get more in 24 with Souls $159 a month. Sportages $199 a month at Kia Medford. Click KiaMedford.com. Hi, I'm Corey from Patriot Electric, and I'm on 106.7 KMED. 7.44 KMED KCMD. This is the Bill Myers Show. I know I just had to dismiss someone on the phone, and uh, no, open phones are closed at the moment. They will reopen. That I uh, do promise you. Joining me in studio is Brad Bennington from the Builders Association of Southern Oregon. That's where we know him best, at least, at buildso.com. And... He uh, brought up uh, some stories. I I had made a comment about this uh, this rock quarry that was uh, jumping, trying to jump through all sorts of uh, legal hoops, right, Brad? And you sort of reached reached out to me, and I was sort of scratching my head over how much trouble the rock quarry between Eagle Point and Shady Cove. And what's the name of that uh, quarry again? Yeah, it's it's the the uh, Friel Friel. Freel Ranch Quarry, F R E E L, Freel Ranch Quarry. Freel yeah. Ranch Quarry. Yep. Quarry. And what was going through my head there, apparently it was controversial that the Jackson County Commission approved what the quarry was wishing Should, to do. Shouldn't, shouldn't, shouldn't have been, but, but uh, our, our friends at, the, R, at uh, the RV Times thought it was controversial. Okay, right. And I was thinking to myself, self, all right, um, aggregate and rock quarries are needed, all right? It's, Big uh, time. Yeah. You got to have it. You, you're not going to have, uh, you know, concrete. And you're not going to have construction. Everything that gets built sits on rock. Everything about this civilization is based on on having rock and a Bingo. good and a good supply. Yep. We, we got a rock quarry on top of Roxy Ann Peak, where KMED is located, and there's a quarry up there, and it's working all the time, and and bringing rock down. And so I'm thinking to myself, all right, if you can't, if there's some, if there are people out there that are going to stop you from uh, doing rock quarries. 
out in rural land between Eagle Point, for crying out loud, and Shady Cove. Where can you do it? Yeah. And I, I was kind of wondering about it. And, and I didn't pay that much attention to it. But you say there's a deeper a, deep, a deeper issue in play here. And well, I was it, wondering if you could uh, yeah. maybe set the table. What happened? The history of this quarry. Yeah, there's, well, well the, you know, my, uh, my main problem with this isn't, isn't necessarily the history of the quarry, but we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit, Bill. But it's what, it's what the, what the, uh, our regional newspaper, uh, did with it and why they only focused on adverse, uh, testimony and, and completely ignored all the positive te- testimony that the uh, that our county commissioners correctly act, acted on to, to approve this deal. So um, for, first of all, thanks for having me here today. I oh, am not sure. I am not here today as a representative of the Builders Association. I'm here today as a Jackson County Planning Commissioner. I'm the vice chair of the Jackson County Planning Commission. I also serve on the board of directors for the American Planning Association of Oregon. I'm also a form, former uh, planning commissioner for the city of Jacksonville. I mean, I've, I've done a lot of this stuff. So this, this, is, this is something I can speak on with, with a fair amount of, of authority. So talk, talking about the, uh, the quarry, everything that gets built sits on rock, but it's not just any kind of rock. rock in other words, you can't just go dig rocks out of your backyard and, and build on it, and ha- especially if it's going to be for anything that has to do with federal or state use. For instance, think roads, highways, parking lots aggregate for concrete, all those things have to be, you have to have an approved source based on the structural characteristics of the rock. It has to be scientifically tested. It's really complicated. I mean, it's it's not quite Harry Potter stuff, but it's but it's pretty close. So siting, in other words, getting getting a rock quarry up and running is no small endeavor. It's a big deal. It's incredibly expensive. It takes a long time. In this case, it took Mr. Friel 13 years after he bought the property before he could even o- open uh, the, the rock pit. And it was 13 years of litigation, and certification. That's and why it all. took. That's why it took thirteen years. Bill it took thirteen years of litigation. He, he he had these these enviro groups that were out out in the middle of nowhere. Um, most of them didn't live anywhere near the 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 quarry, but they had ideological opposition to it. Which which in Oregon, so it's like Patrick Duffy and various <laughs> other people. Yeah. Or, no, I'm serious. I mean, what it was. Yeah, yeah. Bobby from Dallas. Bobby from Dallas was testifying against the you know the guy that played the oil the oil millionaire on Dallas. He made all his money portraying an oil millionaire now he's now he's uh, opposing uh, you know this little uh, uh, rock quarry out, out halfway to huh. shady cove kind of kind of crazy but what well, is a lot of this though <clears throat> ideological opposition or is this nimbyism taken to the extreme where it's nimby not in my backyard and then there's also the uh, build absolutely, and then there's banana, which is build absolutely nothing near anything anywhere or you know something like that never. Never anywhere, yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah, so I I'm not going to pretend that I understand what's what's in the mind of, of the people who do this sort of thing. I can just tell you that the practical result of it is that if we don't have buildable rock, if we don't have rock that meets the physical characteristics that we need, we can't build. This happened in Coos County, Bill. In Coos County, they have to import their rock because in Coos County they had a lot of economic problems. And what happened is is that they eventually lost access to the sources that they had developed, and now they're trucking all their rock in. It's incredibly expensive. You want, you know, I mean, here we have a housing crisis. Our current governor is like, we have a housing crisis. Every single house we built is built on rock. We put structural rock in for backfill. Our concrete is mixed with rock. Our sidewalks uh, sit on top of three-quarter miles. So this this rock source that the Quill, Quill, uh, Friel Quarry has 
is incredibly important and necessary because a lot of the quarries that we've been using for years and years and years are starting to get depleted. These things don't last uh, forever. So it's really important. The first, the, but the, the thing that really kicked, uh, kicked this issue off for me is this. The uh, Rogue Valley Times had, had, a, had, had a reporter. I've never seen an RVT re- reporter that I, I can remember at a, at a hearing in years and years. Maybe the marijuana LDO ordinances that we did back in 2012. But other than that, hard, hardly ever. I don't know who fed him the story, but uh, somewhere this, this RVT reporter comes out with this story, uh, uh, basically criticizing uh, the commissioner's for uh, going against uh, the the uh, testimony that had been provided by six people and a representative of the Oregon Department of Fish and Wildlife in approving this ap- application, the main the main uh, problem I have with this is is that in his article and then in the following article, which, which was the uh, the hour view, you know that the that the editorial mm-hmm. uh, guys do over at RVT. They I, think, I think that's David Smigelski, uh, whoever's the editor there, is you know, probably the person involved. I don't know. But. Yeah, I yeah I, I knew I knew um, I uh, you know it's a regional newspaper now. You know they're they've got people here, they got people in Bend, they got people yeah. in ba- Baker City, so it's kind of kind of hard to point any one person. But the bottom line is this: what the commissioners found, which no article even talked about, and this is the main the main issue is is that. The map that showed this so-called critical deer and elk habitat that that was presented to the planning commission was in error. Oh. The Friel property is not even in it, and this was and this was uh, information that was presented to the county commissioners. And the reason that we know it was reliably presented is is that county council Joel Benton is the guy that presented it to him. It said the map that the ODFW relied on. To generate their opposition is in there to here, op- to oppose this here, uh, right, this rock quarry. Right. right here's here's the here's the here's the quarry over here, and here's the so-called sensitive deer and elk habitat over here, and they're not even the same area. So regardless of mitigation or how important deer and elk are, and, and by the way, if if deer don't hang around people, somebody needs to send a memo to all the hundreds of deer running around Jacksonville because all those Jacksonville deer didn't get the didn't get the memo bill. But honestly, well, okay, but so what uh, the Jackson County Commission did then was the board, common, of, the board of commissioners, the, the the board looked at this and said it's not in the sensitive deer habitat. Correct habitat. Okay. Now, Correct. did ODF and W then come back, or did the uh, the political opponents of this? And they then say, "Well, but it's near, and so you know, uh, quarry activity will, you know, Bambi will will not like this uh, this land any longer." Yeah. So, um, what what ODFW did did or or, uh, or might do, you know, who who knows, Bill? But mm-hmm. uh, but the thing. So we had. We had a hearing, and then we had a continued hearing. So our first, our our first hearing before the planning commission, we went all the way through, and then and then uh, 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 Dan Etheridge from OD, ODFW. Here we have hundreds hundreds of pages, literally hundreds of pages, of material in support of the application from the applicant. What does ODFW show up with? They have one eight and a half by eleven piece of paper with some red dots on it, and the red the red dots. Well, these are some tagged deer that we have, and 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 they're close to this area, and so that that, that was their entire evidence. That was They're, the evidence to to that, shut down. 
the application uh, un- unnecessary business the, the application and the other okay. and, and the other the other thing which which I found fault with is is the lead the the tagline for the article that they published in the first place it, it said commissioners visions uh, vote to allow let's see I've got a copy of it here but they use the they use the word expansion okay here it is Jackson County commissioners okay Corey expansion divide, despite opposition there's no expansion it was a rezone so there's uh, we what this is, uh, Bill, is there's the, the property proper, which is all of the property that the applicant owns. Then there's the part of the property that was allowed to be used for mining based on based on the decision that they got uh, roughly roughly 10 years ago now, roughly mm-hmm. 10 years ago, now, that, that he spent 12 years of litigation to do, right? So all of the property... Here's the property that they can actually use for mining. I believe it's 434 acres is 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 what they agreed to. That's that's the only property that can ever be used for mining. And then out of that 434 acres, they can only mine 40 acres at a time. That's it. So none of that changed. The only thing changed is the only uh, change that the application asked for was a rezoning of the 434 acres so that they didn't have to move heaven and earth every time they had to uh, uh, petition for another 40 acres. Yeah, what kind of zoning is the, what, what are the magic words in the rezone that would allow that? Yeah, well, it, it's just it's just going to aggregate resource. Oh, aggregate resource. Okay, Aggreg- so that, resource. and that is, a, a, that is absolutely what it is. That's what it it's is. being used for, right? right? It's not being used Correct. as a ranch. Correct. It's aggregate resource. That makes sense. Correct. All right, that makes so, sense, though. So, so the article, <laughs> so so for my for my money, I mean, the article first jump out of the chute is wrong and, and, and misleading. So that I mean, that's that's the uh, that's the burr under my saddle is is that if you're going to be a professional news reporter, a you should probably know what you're reporting about, and b you should probably report about it accurately, and three you should probably report about it in a balanced way. So A, he obviously doesn't know what he's talking about. B, he uh, obviously didn't look into it very far. And C, all they reported were information that were in opposition to the application when actually the commissioners got it absolutely right. If you're going to make a decision, there's three things. Uh, according to Oregon land use law, there's three things that you got to pay attention to. you got to pay attention to the law. you got to pay attention to the facts applicable to the application. And then here's the big one. You have to pay attention to all evidence and testimony that have been admitted to the official record. In other words, you can't just go go pull stuff out of the air over here and, and say, "Oh, but this and that and the other." It's like, no. If you're, okay. if you're going to make a decision, you got the law, you got the facts, and then you have what's been admitted to the official record. And so, let me say, for instance, then the Jack, okay, the Jackson County Commission followed the law. They did. They did all of this perfectly. Then. Now, perfectly, and they did what they're supposed to do. Exactly. Great, but it's not reported this way that like they voted for an expansion. Correct. And let's say that, remember when I was just mentioning that uh, Bambi gets, uh, Bambi is disturbed nearby from that uh, evil <laughs> rock quarry, okay? Ban- and ba- and then Bambi doesn't reproduce. Oh, my. Now, if there was some evidence to support that, ODF and W would have had to present that, but they didn't do anything like that. They just said, hey, we, you know, this is eight and a half an inch. Uh, they didn't submit very much so, in opposition, but they did try to throw a gear into the works. You know, or throw some sand into the gears, so to speak, right? Right, right. So here, so here's the deal. So Dan Arthur's, and he, he seems like a nice fellow. Uh, and uh, during during testimony to the planning commission, he said that he'd been here for 25 years. You know, work, working as an ODFW mm-hmm. employee, and he was asked the question during his testimony: Are you here because your supervisor told you to come here and do everything that you could to deny this application? And he said yes. Hmm. So he he was so only, OD not, ODF and W then was and that it was engaging in a political battle. 
wasn't well, it? Well, uh, whether they have political motivation or other motivation, I think the thing that's important to understand there is where this is coming from. Oh, so here's the local guy, Dan Etheridge. He's, you know, he's the local Jackson County guy. But he was told by his supervisor, and by the way, he mentioned his supervisor on the record. I'm not going to mention who it was, but, I, but what I'm telling you, this is on the record. You can go look it up. He admitted on the record that the reason he was there was because ODFW sent him there to try and throw a monkey wrench in the gears. That's why he was there. But also he was asked these questions. He was asked, Mr. Etheridge, how many deer and elk are there in Jackson County? Answer, we don't know. Mm-hmm. How many deer and elk are on, are, are on the Friel property? We don't know. How many deer and elk winter on the field property? We don't know. How can you, Mr. Etheridge, how can you stand there and say that this is critical and sensitive habitat if you don't know any of these numbers? Well, I have this eight and a half by 11 piece of paper. I'm, this, this part I'm, I'm characterizing. It says I've got, got these little red, red dots here that are uh, deer that have electronic tags on them. So that's, so we're, 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 we're taking that to mean that th- this is critical and sensitive hab- habitat. And mm-hmm. I mean, and that's, that's how weak their evidence was, right? So, if, they, if this was really important to ODFW, I mean, this is really critical, important, oh, oh my gosh, you know, dogs and cats raining out of the sky. If it's really that important, it seems like you'd have, have you know, a fair amount of evidence to support what you're going to provide testimony for. But to stand there and, and put testimony on the record that basically just comes down to because we say so. Does, that, that doesn't. Does it, the smell test doesn't okay. doesn't get you very far down the road, Bill. You can't just stand there and say all this stuff without some sort of of data, verifiable data, empirical data to to back up what you're saying and expect it to mm-hmm. have to have any impact for decision making. And ultimately, Jackson County gets uh, criticized in the Rogue Valley Times story for following the law and doing what they're supposed to do. The commissioner's got it exactly right. And again, the big the biggest point of this story is is that. County Council instructed the, the Board of Commissioners the map that staff relied upon. In other, in other, in other words, when... What when, was in evidence? When, when planning staff presented this evidence to the Planning Commission, and by the way, I, I, I was... There were two Planning Commissioners that, that voted in support of the application because we saw through this mapping error. Okay. I, I, I saw it, and, and Commissioner... Uh, Commissioner um, uh, it's Kim Wallen's daughter... I keep I keep wanting to call her Sarah Wallen, but she's <laughs> uh, Daly, mm-hmm. uh, Sarah Wallen Daly, and I uh, uh, saw through this thing. But the staff presented this information to the planning commission that this map was was correct. But where do maps come from? Well, you have these you have these people called surveyors. And they run around with really expensive, complicated, accurate inf- information, and they generate text, and the text describes what you're going to draw the map of. Mm-hmm. The applicant hired his own surveyor. The surveyor used the text where ODFW described the critical and sensitive habitat, drew a map, saw that their saw that their quarry was completely outside of the map. Said, "Hey, we're 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 good." Okay. But count but county staff said, "Well, no, the it's the graphic part of the map that takes precedence over the text part of the map." So the text that's what's generated by the surveyors, right? So the surveyor generates all the text, and then the cartographer actually draws the map, and that's the way it works. It's the text that drives the graphic. It's not the graphic that drives the text. So county staff got it wrong. So county council to the board of commissioners says it's the text that drives the graphic, not the other way around. And when the applicant stated that their quarry was outside of the the defined critical and sensitive area, 
County Council Joel Ben told the Board of Commissioners the applicant is correct. Their quarry is not inside the defined critical and sensitive area. Okay. That should have been game over right there. But that, but, but not one word of that, not one word of probably the most important aspect of this application and the commissioner's decision made it into either the original article that, that, that was published in the RVT, nor did it make it into the Our View article that was the mm-hmm. follow-up to that. And, and that was probably the biggest rock in the jar, and they completely ignored it. And I don't know if I can necessarily, of course, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to issue an opinion. I can't help but think that uh, the favorable coverage which is given to the uh, various ballot measures that they're attempting to get uh, signatures for right now in Jackson County to completely revamp uh, Jackson County government may, may be driven a little bit by some of that some of this sort of stuff. I, you know, I, I don't know, but I, I'm just saying I, I can understand why there, there's going to be a little thumb put on the scale here. It's just like, you know, we'd like five county commissioners, too. And gosh, we'd like a couple from the South County <laughs> you know, to be in there. Instead of getting out of here, and I, I, I can see it bleeding into all sorts of coverage, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah. But I don't I, I can't. I can't. It's conjecture on my part, but you have to wonder. Well, you know, when you have, when you have an organization, you know, that holds himself forth to the public, you know, you can trust us. We're, you know, we're, we're we're the voice of balance and and the voice of reason. We cover all sides. You can you can believe the, you know what what we say. You know, I I look at stuff like this and I ask myself the question: Why would anybody believe anything that these people publish if they can't even get this right? And that, frankly, this wasn't rocket science. This wasn't rocket science. I mean, it, it wasn't all that complicated. If you can't get this right, there's only three things that can happen. Either A, they don't know what they're talking about and mm-hmm. got it wrong. B, which, which, which means they're, they're ignorant. B, they're, too, they're, so, uh, they're not mentally able. In other words, you, know, you, can, you can fix ignorance, but you can't fix stupidity. And I, I don't mean to call anybody stupid, but some, some people literally can't get add two and two and get four reliably. Okay. There are people like that. And then the third thing is, is the only other reason for getting something wrong is you do it on purpose, which means you're ideological driven. I hope I hope that's not what it is. I'm hoping I, that's not what it is, too. Yeah. But my suspicions, uh, the more I see and from uh, and and frankly, some of the people in the paper and I'm a subscriber, too. So, you know, yeah. I'm a subscriber, but I have uh, couldn't help but notice that I'm I now I see thumbs on the scale and I, I read it all the time. In a lot of coverage, so I can't help but think that maybe some of that has something to do with it. Uh, I'm hoping it's one or two rather than the third one, <laughs> like you talked about. Well, RV, RVT owes a big apology to our commissioners, and they owe a big apology to Mr. Friel. Now, whether whether they ever issue that or not, you know, we'll see. But the fact the facts are, if you look at the testimony, the record, and the law, our board of commissioners got it 100 percent exactly no. exactly right. And nothing that supported their correct decision made it into either one of those articles. So, so why why not? Did All you right. did you guys just not know about it? Did you not understand it, or did you leave it out on purpose? That All you know, right. to, to, what what is it? Brad, I appreciate you coming on and talking about this, and of course with your planning, with your planning hat. Oh, on. so much fun! Yeah. All right, yeah, it's planning a, is so much fun, Bill. Oh, yeah, it, <laughs> it makes my eyes glaze over. I'm glad there are people who can actually have their eyes glazed over to uh, discuss it. But thanks for the update you bet. and for setting the record uh, straight on this particular decision. Okay. Yeah, and 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 again, we we need this. You know, I mean, you, you made the point. It's like if you're not gonna if you're not gonna have this quarry here, where, where else are you gonna have it, right? Because if we run out of rock, nothing gets built. You know, yeah. we, we, what what are we gonna build all these houses with? We gonna build them on top of cardboard or styrofoam? What do you know, 
everything that gets built, this is a critical resource that we absolutely need, 100%. Oh. Brad Bennington, appreciate the take on it. Thanks for joining us. And uh, I'm going to share the information that you shared with me. Okay? Yeah. We'll uh, put it you, up there. You bet. On uh, KMED.com. It is five minutes after eight. KMED, KMED, HD1, Eagle Point, Medford, KCMD, Grants Pass, and translator K294AS Ashland.